Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Oh my god, guys, I'm back. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I feel like it's been a while since I've sat down and recorded an episode, even though it's only been like two weeks I don't know but I'm back I hope everybody had a lovely Easter break I had a stressful Easter break and I don't even know why I did absolutely nothing like I was just sitting in bed you know watching Netflix as usual and I knew that I had things to do but I was like nah I'm not gonna go do those things and then I was stressed because I didn't go and do the things I had to do so it was just a stressful cycle for me that's all it was um I don't know I don't want to go back to school I just want to be left alone I just want to be left alone is that too much to ask for but anyways today I want to be talking about systemic racism in the UK after the government released that stupid report oh that terrible report I just felt like I had to you know voice my opinions so here i am and also i've been reading um white privilege the myth of a post-racial society i've completely forgotten who it's by but um it's a very good book it's about like whiteness and society and it talks about you know racial inequalities and why ethnic minorities continue to be oppressed i'm loving it so far and honestly because it's just it's easy to understand and it's very informative and it's just good for people who normally just don't read books like me um, I have the PDF version because I'm a cheapskate. The book was literally ten ninety nine, so of course I had to find the free version because I literally hate wasting money. But um, I'm gonna try and put it up in my link tree if I can because I just feel like why waste ten ninety nine on a book when you can get it for free? Am I right? I definitely think everybody should go read it. It's very informative, and you know what they say, guys: knowledge is power. Education is key um but yeah let's get into the actual episode so i came prepared with some facts and stats of course but um before i start talking about systemic racism i'm obviously going to give you guys a definition i found the definition on wikipedia and to be honest i'm actually surprised that i found a good definition on wikipedia because you know we all know how sometimes it can be unreliable but um according to wikipedia institutional racism is a form of racism that is embedded through laws within society or an organization and it can lead to issues like discrimination in criminal justice employment housing healthcare, education and other things do you see guys one quick google search and you could be educated do you see how easy it is to learn something and this is why i absolutely hate it like it frustrates me when people in the UK deny that you know deny racism here or claim that it's only an issue in America unfortunately there are countless of black people here with experiences that will tell you otherwise history will literally tell you otherwise personally I feel like the UK is just a lot better at hiding their racism like it's more subtle it's like less visible But we all know that the UK has a history of systemic racism and discriminating against ethnic minorities. So denying racism here, like, you just look like a dickhead, to be honest. Like, I swear Europeans are like the original colonisers. 
like just because the racism here isn't as like overt or isn't as visible it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist and this is why i also hate it when white british people defend this country so much like they'll be like oh you know at least we're not americans like oh we have free healthcare. you don't like guys what are you what are you flexing england is not a flex i promise you we have nothing to brag about this place is a shithole i'm sorry but it's true white british people literally use this whole like oh uk versus america feuds to ignore the racism that goes on here and they like try and act superior we have nothing to brag about guys i i okay oh i want to say this country isn't as bad but honestly nothing good comes to mind i don't know maybe i'll think of something like 10 minutes after this but really and truly i hate this place to me this country is just not worth fighting for so i honestly do not understand why white british people will defend this place like it's their last day on earth like let's relax like why are you guys arguing you literally come from the same inbred bloodline (laughs) i mean listen come on you guys are basically relatives at this point oh but america's no but the uk shut up i actually don't want to hear it just shut up and i also get pissed off when i see white europeans pretend like racism is only an american problem like i hate to burst your bubble it's not like europeans are not exempt from racism i promise you you guys perpetuate racism on a daily i've heard some stories yeah some horrific stories i've heard them guys i literally okay anybody who knows me knows i want to go live on a farm i want to have a cottage you know i want to go live my life peacefully with some cows i was going to do that in italy until my friend told me that you know white boys will literally chase you with guns and call you the n-word like near the countryside in italy i said well that is lovely information to hear now i have to rethink my entire future that's so sad oh personally i would put up with it but i just i don't want to get shot like if i'm gonna die if someone's gonna murder me like please just don't shoot me i don't know i just uh the idea of getting shot is just it's not for me yeah it's just if you're gonna murder me please push me down the stairs or something anyways i'm really getting off point what was i saying right white british people um i think in general white british people just need to realize that you know there are different forms of racism it's not just someone calling you racial slurs you know it can go from microaggressions to systemic racism it's not just somebody calling you the n-word or you know whatever like it's the fact that there are systems in place in the uk that intentionally and still discriminate against black people and other you know people of color keeping us at a disadvantage it's not that hard to understand guys we can all wrap our heads around it So I'm going to be talking about the three main areas, education, healthcare and the criminal justice system where black people are systemically oppressed and kept at a disadvantage. I'm going to start off with education. I think most of you guys have probably heard some of these statistics, but um, in schools, black Caribbean students are three times more likely to be excluded than all other children at primary and secondary schools. Black children are more likely to be disciplined harshly. There was a report that revealed that 95% of young black people have heard and witnessed racist language at school and a survey showed that 54% of the 400 teachers who completed the survey had experienced racism at their workplace. Now to me when I hear these statistics it just shows that the racism that goes on in schools you know 
like it isn't only on an interpersonal level but it's also on like a structural level like i do think this is like a result of the unconscious and conscious because we all know there's some racist teachers at schools that are mm, proud um i do think that this is all a result of like unconscious and conscious you know racial bias that continues to go unchecked and which obviously affects black children Obviously, there are people out there that, you know, think that, you know, the reason that happens, the reason that black children are more likely to get excluded is because of, like, black culture and they, like, they don't behave and stuff like that. But really, it's just a lot of teachers within, you know, the education system perceive black people in a negative way and act on that. Like, the policies schools make up, especially surrounding black people's hair, is inherently racist like black children are literally targeted for hairstyles in a way white children aren't our hairstyles are deemed as like unprofessional or like ghetto and you know just look at what happened at um pimlico i think that's how you say it pimlico academy like with their racist uniform policy like they try to stop black children from wearing their afro hair they try to tell their muslim students that they have to wear their hijabs a certain way and that if they don't then they shouldn't wear it at all like that was 100 percent a clear example of institutional racism and how the education system continues to fail ethnic minorities i'm sorry but punishing and excluding black students for the way that you know our hair grows and for the protective styles we use to maintain our hair is not only wrong but it's actually very dehumanizing if you think about it like black people already go through a lot when it comes to our hair especially black girls and like black women we don't need hair discrimination from the education system my heart genuinely goes out to all the black children who have to deal with bullshit like this from their teachers like excluding students because of the way their hair looks or giving them detention because of the way their hair looks is so stupid to me like school is for learning stop obsessing over the way black people want to wear their hair it's not that big of a deal like they're always like yeah but like we need to make sure our school looks professional and so and so but what's unprofessional about black people's hair the way our hair grows like it literally grows out of our head like that what is unprofessional about it it's racism it's just racism i also think that it's important to note that excluding children literally disrupts their learning like it's been proven that it leads to you know the disengagement with their education which obviously isn't a good thing disrupting someone's learning means that it's harder for them to succeed at school and this could be a factor as to why you know black students aren't doing as well as their white peers in schools because of the disproportionate exclusion rates and if you think about it, these will be the same teachers that will go label those students as troublemakers and underachieving. But you've got to ask yourself why. Like, we literally learned this in sociology. Like, when a teacher labels a student a certain way, they go on to internalise that label, believe it, and then act according to their given label. And so every time I think of this, I always think of, like, sometimes, how you know how people, you know how people in society always believe the stereotypes that black girls are loud and ghetto. I always think that when this happens in schools, you know, a black girl is labelled as loud, rude, um, an underachiever by one teacher obviously word is going to get around because we all know how teachers love to gossip in that staff room yep and you know the majority of the teachers will automatically label that black girl as such and then she'll go on to believe that and then act according to that label so it's as if a teacher's perception of a student matters like i know that in my experience I know what a lot of teachers think about the black girls or think about certain black girls in my school. I've seen it happen firsthand, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie. So I think in order to tackle this, first off, it's very hard tackling 
racial prejudices, especially those that have been embedded in a system for so long. But I think that teachers need to start dealing with their own racist, unconscious biases. Like, as harsh as that may sound, teachers are not exempt from having racial biases. Like, it's true, you're just gonna have to deal with it. I also do think we should be learning about black history. And I don't mean, like, just learning about it during, you know, Black History Month in October. I mean, the school curriculum should be more inclusive. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I am sick and tired of learning about the Tudors. I mean, I don't learn about them anymore because I'm doing A-levels, but I know for a fact that, you know, when it comes to history in schools, people are just learning about the Tudors or like the Victorian era, which don't get me wrong, it's okay, but like, we can do better. It just needs to be more inclusive. Schools need to find better ways of incorporating um, books by black authors into their English lessons, like stuff like that. Like there are options out here, guys, come on. I honestly feel like if teachers, you know, start by tackling their racial biases and start by incorporating more black history into their curriculum, we would see... I want to be hopeful and say that we would see some sort of change. I feel like we would. I don't know. But, you know, sometimes when, like, white people hear, oh, my God, tackle your own, like, racial bias, whatever, they automatically, you know, think that it's an attack on them and they get so defensive. Sometimes I understand, but then, like, sometimes I'm like, "Mm, I don't really care about your feelings. (laughs) Sorry. I just feel like for them, being racist just means racial slurs like the kkk like edl members like oh get out of our country like that type of shit when racism is a lot more complex than that we live in a society where white supremacy is prevalent so white people are of course gonna you know somehow internalize this so if black people are asking for you to tackle that it shouldn't be a problem i mean i can understand why they get defensive at the same time i don't care (laughs) okay the only reason i say i don't care is only because i just i don't think that white feelings should be taken into account when we are discussing like equality or like liberation and like the eradication of systemic racism i just feel like that centers white people and that's obviously not what we want so the next area is um healthcare. I think we're all familiar with the statistic on how black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth compared to white women. The reason for this is medical racism, like there is no genetic reason as to why black women are dying at disproportionate rates compared to white women. Um, There was like a government report released in November um, discussing like human rights and racism and they had a healthcare section and in that healthcare section they like revealed all the statistics showing how the NHS discriminates against ethnic minorities but at the same time they said quote for quote the reasons for this disparity is not fully understood. They said that they're not quite sure why there are inequalities but there's definitely something more I I mean, the report was a good report, but I just feel like, why not just come out and say it? Like, why not just admit that it is medical racism? They did also mention an article from the British Medical Journal that said that institutional racism was definitely a factor and that doctors also have biases. And they said that another problem within the healthcare system was the fact that there was like a lack of inclusion of ethnic minorities in research. And I think that's 100% true. Like, I remember... 
uh, it was like a while ago but um it was revealed that like some medical students genuinely believe that black people don't feel pain the same way why does my voice sound like that jesus um they believe that black people don't feel pain the same way white people do and some people have even said that in their own experiences doctors you know think the same this is a belief that literally came about from slavery we're in the 21st century now there is no excuse like this is why black people's pain isn't taken seriously this is why black people don't have faith in the healthcare system we're less likely to be given pain medication when we need it like some doctors don't even know what certain skin conditions look like on darker skin these are only some of the reasons why people of color don't have faith in the healthcare system black women especially don't feel safe within the medical system and with all of this being said like the nhs literally said word for word like I'm not even kidding like I read the report and everything they said the NHS acknowledged this disparity but have no target to end it can you imagine they said yeah we know that black women are dying at disproportionate rates but we've got no solutions we have no idea how we're going to tackle this sorry like best of luck I guess like what the fuck they're not even going to try and address the issue they said sorry we've got no target to end it and they said that the government must be the one to tackle it and don't get me wrong i feel like the government should but i also feel like it's the responsibility of the nhs because with that mentality black women are going to continue to be mistreated and unfortunately die and that's not right like no wonder black women don't feel safe like some of them have even come out with their stories and saying that they've experienced microaggressions at hospitals so all of this is happening and the nhs really said that they aren't looking to end it to be honest yeah again I'm not really surprised. So the last area I'm going to be talking about is the criminal justice system, specifically the policing system. Can I just start off by saying, fuck the police. Honestly, anybody who knows me knows I am pro ACAB. My hatred for police officers genuinely grows every single day. Like, both the policing system in the US and the UK are inherently corrupt and racist. Like, it's been made abundantly clear now. Everyone is obviously aware of how um, police officers mistreat and brutalise black people. I mean, I'd hope that everyone, you know, is aware. But um, we're eight times more likely to be stopped and searched by the police and the police are four times more likely to use force against black people. You see, the stats obviously don't lie. Like, it's clear that the police have a racial bias and whether that be unconscious or conscious, it still needs to be dealt with. There was also a study done in 2019 that found out that um, one-fifth of police officers had an ethnicity bias strong enough to impact their behaviour. I mean, this just tells us what we already know, that the police have a major problem with racially profiling black people and misusing their power. Like, it's nothing new. I think the police, not even I think, I know the policing system automatically assumes that black people are criminals and that we're partaking in like some sort of criminal activity. And I think the media plays such a huge part in perpetuating this stereotype. Like we're always seen as dangerous, aggressive, um, threatening or like hostile. And police officers act on this stereotype like they use it as a justification for their use of force like they'll be like oh yeah but it was for protection i had to protect myself like they'll claim that it was for their safety but then what about the safety of black people is that not important we all know that the police do not care about the safety of black people and the media will always find a way to defend them like even when we're the victims they will find a way to make us look like the villain they will find a way to demonize us the British media are honestly a menace to society. I can go on about the Daily Mail. 
Like, even when we go missing, they'll find a way to paint us as the bad person. And also, can we all collectively agree that the police force do not treat black missing people and white missing people the same? This was literally shown with how the police acted when Richard Okajure went missing. They literally said to his mother, if you can't find your son, how do you expect us to find him? Like, what the fuck? That's your job. You literally get paid to protect people. The police are meant to protect us. They're meant to put in all of their effort and resources to find someone when they go missing. But obviously, we all know that that doesn't apply to black people. From the get-go, you can tell that they did not put in all of their resources into finding that boy. And it's honestly so sad to see. It's sad for black people and very tiring for us to see the same thing happen over and over again. And I'm pretty sure they made some racist assumptions about him like i heard that some people were saying that oh yeah he was probably um involved in like gang activity like he was probably involved in criminal activity like why is it that that is the first thing that you think of when a black person goes missing we're never granted the same innocence that white people get even when we're victims society will always find a way to demonize us and make us look guilty make us look like we're in the wrong I honestly think I speak for the majority of black people when I say we're tired. We're just, we're tired. Personally, I feel like the only way forward is to defund and eventually abolish the police. Like, I'm not quite sure if there is like a proper defund the police movement here in the UK, like the one in the US. But I did find an organisation based in the UK called Abolitionist Futures. And they're like focused on a future without prisons and policing. And I read one of their articles about defunding the police and about the difference between reform action and abolition action. And I'm going to link it because it was honestly very informative. I think everyone should go and look at their website because they have some really good resources and information about abolition in the UK, which is very important because I feel like when people talk about abolition, they only talk about the systems in the US, whereas this one mentions the UK. So I definitely do think you guys should go and check it out. But yeah, I definitely do think defunding is the way to go. Like, it's the closest we're going to get to change because the government and the police are honestly useless. Like, the report that was released in November said that um, there was, like, 35 recommendations on, like, what they could do to improve um, the treatment of people of colour within the criminal justice system. And out of the 35, the government had only um, put in place six. And the report said that the situation has gotten worse. So, basically, the government has done absolutely nothing and there's been no change can't say i'm surprised we literally can't rely on our government to do absolutely anything like i just feel like we have to start taking matters into our own hands so if you guys haven't heard basically the government released a report like a few weeks ago saying that the uk no longer has a system rigged against ethnic minorities and that britain should be seen as a model for racial equality um it was a bunch of bullshit like i don't know what they were thinking honestly i didn't read it all like i just skim read it because i wasn't gonna waste my time reading the government's lies i've got better things to do in my life thank you but can i just say the fact that they literally got a black man um tony swell to head the report and had other people of color involved was 100 percent deliberate like, it was 100% intentional. Boris Johnson was the one who appointed Tony Swell to be in charge of the commission. And 
it's just it's very telling like they obviously did it on purpose using people of color as scapegoats people of color who don't agree with the majority of their community to push this narrative that britain isn't racist and that institutional racism like doesn't exist is a very harmful thing to do this is not the first time that black people have been used as pawns and unfortunately it won't be the last we are not props we're not chess pieces for the white man to be using to play his little game like i honestly hope that tony coonswell gets the white validation that he's been seeking for because literally in this situation he's like the token black man if you think about it and that's sad the government knew exactly what they were doing like oh my god yeah let's use a black man who agrees with our racist views and like let's weaponize that against the black community but we know better (laughs) we know better not all skin folk is kin folk i hope mr swell is very proud of himself but um i'm gonna be reading some things i picked out from the report so basically tony swell said that the report didn't deny racism but there was no evidence of actual institutional racism and the report is also described as saying the well-meaning idealism of many young people who claim the country is still institutionally racist is not borne out by the evidence First off, that's exactly what the report did. It did deny the fact that institutional racism exists. They had so much time to produce this report and you're telling me they didn't find any evidence of systemic racism. I don't believe it. I really don't buy it. No, I don't. And also I feel like they're acting like young people are hopping on this, you know, fuck the government bandwagon for fun. Like, don't get me wrong, some people are, but it still doesn't take away the fact that we know that systemic racism exists and there's evidence for it. Like, you can literally just search up some statistics, open a book, something. You can take one sociology class and you would know that the government is lying. Anyways, on to the next. So basically, the report said that there's a universal acceptance that the UK is a multi-ethnic society and that 93% of Britons disagree that you have to be white to be truly British. To be honest, it's funny that they think we care. I'm sorry, but like, I really, I don't give a fuck. Like, we're asking for systemic change. We're asking for the government to do something about systemic racism. And they're saying, well, hey, you know, at least people think that you're British. Like, we're so diverse. Like, what has that got to do with anything? Like, yeah, I know I'm British. I have a British citizenship. I was born in this country. I don't need white people to tell me that I'm British, nor do I want their validation. Like, do you think we really care? We don't. I think, okay, I feel like British people in general think that because Britain is, you know, tolerant, they think that it means that they're anti-racist, when obviously that isn't the case. Like, they're like, you know, like, we've allowed you to live in our country. Like, we've let you foreigners in. Like, we're not racist. We have to put up with you. We've tolerated you, so you can't really complain about racism. Like, that's what I see. But really, it's just another excuse for them to ignore the racism that goes on here. I don't care that 93% of people think that we don't have to be white to be British. That's not what we're asking for. Moving on, this one was the worst thing that they said. They said, some communities continue to be haunted by historic racism, which is creating a deep mistrust and could be a barrier to success. What is really going on here? Can we just, can we just pause? Can we just think? What the fuck? Someone described this as government level gaslighting and I couldn't agree more. 
instead of the government taking responsibility, taking accountability, they're shifting the blame onto us and saying that we're the reason that we're not succeeding at the same rate white people are. Like, this is the equivalent of someone saying, you know, like, slavery ended ages ago. Like, the civil rights movement was ages ago. Like, why are you still bringing up racism? Why do you think racism still exists? Like, it's the exact same. Institutional racism, unfortunately, still exists today. Like, it's not a thing of the past. That's the reason we have a mistrust in multiple institutions. Not because we're stuck in the past. Like, what the fuck? Systems today still uphold white supremacy and only benefit white people. So of course we're going to be mad about that. How is that a thing of the past? It just doesn't make any sense. They're making out to seem like we're fucking crazy. Like it literally is government level gaslighting. Like they're trying to make it seem like we're making this up in our heads. The government doesn't think that racism is a problem. They think that black people calling out racism is the problem. Like they've got their priorities mixed up. Like, us calling out institutional racism for what it is isn't putting a barrier to our success. The barrier is unfortunately already there because of the systemic racism, which is what we've been trying to tell them. But for some reason, they just don't want to listen. But anyways, that report is just full of shit. Of course the government is going to deny systemic racism. They literally benefit from it and they perpetuate racism on a daily. So I'm not really surprised. Unfortunately, there are going to be people out there who are going to believe the government's lies. But personally, I don't know. I just don't think they're worth it. Like, I don't really care because we all know that they're obviously wrong. Like, there have been so many detailed reports showing how systemic racism still exists today. And people, including the government, still want to deny it. I don't know what to say. Do you know what? I think we need to stop convincing the government that systemic racism exists because they low-key know they 100% know we're gonna have to accept that nothing good will ever come from a racist conservative government so unfortunately i don't think it's an unfortunate thing but you know we have to come up with solutions for marginalized groups that the government continues to ignore like it's up to us to actually do something about it because we all know that the people in power won't do anything about it but anyways guys we've reached the end of this episode this episode was a mess okay no I don't want to say that I'm trying to have more confidence in myself but it keeps failing um but thank you so much for listening to this episode I appreciate it as always I hope everybody had a restful Easter break and yeah I'm glad to be back um okay I'm leaving now bye if you like this episode and want to hear more from me subscribe and tune in every Friday for now take care